Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to What Culture Gaming. I'm Scott, joined by Josh. Hello, Scott. Josh, my friend, the inevitable has happened, and it's not us getting through to the finals of the viewers, because we always <laughs> knew that was going to happen. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. No, it's Ubisoft making Assassin's Creed into a full live service platform game. Now, this initially came from Bloomberg, who put the report out, and then a couple or a few hours later, Ubisoft got out there and put an official statement out as well, um, just saying that they want to turn Assassin's Creed, it's going to be called Assassin's Creed Infinity, into a live service platform. Now, that makes people run for the hills. Now, I do have a positive ending to this. I have found a silver lining of something positive to latch onto if you want to just okay. go the world isn't ending this and that's what I'm going to be doing anyway um, but so there's some details to get to that's quite scarce that's kind of all over the place but some stuff from the Bloomberg report um, said that the various games included might look and feel different but they will all be connected apparently Ubisoft are inspired by GTA 5 and Fortnite they want to focus on the longevity of those games um, or that idea of having these games be platforms monetize them over time and assumedly have a whole variety of different locations protagonists etc to do a whole bunch of Assassin's Creed games as many as possible just how much can you take as much as they can throw out so um, Shire has followed up his initial report tweeting out that details on Assassin's Creed Infinity are still in flux it won't be out until 2024 or later um, but it may be some sort of hub that allows players to play multiple Assassin's Creed games both big and small or Ubisoft might say screw it and give up to chase the next trend three years from now <laughs> um, he also says that he doesn't know if multiplayer will play a role um, now I'll get to some more quotes and stuff in a bit but what do you think of, of this whole approach Scott Scott Tilford in a yes. strange role reversal. I actually think I'm the cynical one in this video. You know, <laughs> I, I'm struggling to find optimism in this entire kind of scenario. You know, there are a few things that Ubisoft said in their official release, you know, updating people on their official blog post that, you know, I could, I could see where they're coming from. It might mm. sound interesting if it's pulled off well. The issue is, is I can only remember how many times I've been sat in this seat or a variation of this seat back in the office. And we've talked about games being live service and the mm. promises that are made within. And we've always, you know, got very excited about the possibilities of what they can do under this new framework. The good things that they can do with, you know, something that's got a bit of a bad rap. But the issue is, every single time I've been optimistic, every single time I've put my hope in a project, it's done the exact opposite. It's done what Shry <laughs> said there and didn't do the good things and mm. instead just chased um, trends and stuff. Obviously, you know, I'm not going to pass judgment on this project right now because... 
like they said, this is still, you know, years and years away, at the very least, um, three years away. So I can't, you know, pass judgment on something I haven't mm-hmm. seen, but I'm not going to lie and pretend that the prospect of a live service future for Assassin's Creed fills me with joy. <laughs> the thing is, it's really... I, I mean, imagine being Patrice Desley, like the original creative director. You had this whole idea. I think it was nine original games they were going to do, like Throughline Story, Desmond, and finding out about the ESU and the people who went before and all that kind of stuff. And Desmond in the modern day would become the assassin with all the abilities of all the people that he jacked into in the past. And that's just so far away from what we are now. Like Patrice yeah. Desley has left the company. We had Origins Odyssey Valhalla making it this big, sprawling third-person hack and slash, or you know, sort of action game kind of thing. And now it's like it's literally called Assassin. Creed Infinity, or it is right now yeah. anyway, um, as they plan this future of just, just as many split tendrils of content as possible for as long as possible, um, because that seems to be working for the likes of GTA 5, Fortnite. Um, the thing is with that approach, though, like it feels like there are only a handful of titles that can get that stuff right. Most yes. games that aim for that tend to get it wrong. Um, I'm going to mention a few other things, though. We do have an Ubisoft statement um, on their whole approach to the thing. Um, they say that rather than continuing to pass the baton from game to game, we profoundly believe this is an opportunity for one of Ubisoft's most beloved franchises to evolve in a more integrated and collaborative manner that's less centered on studios and more focused on talent and leadership, no matter where they are within Ubisoft. Now, this is the thing um, that I'm crossing all the fingers for um, and just hoping that something good can come together from it um, because the whole point of Assassin's Creed Infinity is that they want to have both their lead dev teams, Ubisoft Quebec and Ubisoft Montreal, um, and have them both work together to just make as much content as possible. Um, But in the same time, they had to appoint people to lead both those teams. Uh, and the leader of Ubisoft Montreal is Clint Hawking. He's the guy that did Splinter Cell Chaos Theory. Um, he also did Watch Dogs Legion. So there's, it's a bit of a balancing act, but it, it doesn't undo it altogether. You know, Legion no. was all right. Um, so, but dude did Chaos Theory, like arguably the best stealth game of all time, if not one of the best games of all time. The um, leader of the next team, Ubisoft Quebec, is Jonathan Dumont, who is the guy that oversaw Assassin's Creed uh, Syndicate and Odyssey. Um, not Valhalla, because that whole team is long gone. Um, but also it's worth pointing out that they have a dude called Mark Alexis Cote, who got his start on Assassin's Creed Brotherhood and then went on to be the uh, creative director of Syndicate. Now, he's essentially going to be the Kevin Feige type guy, the executive right. producer overseeing all this new stuff. Um, so they've kind of got staff members <sighs> in who are reputable, who have been part of incredible games and who were there at the you know the core of Assassin's Creed back in the day um, before they got away from all that stuff. So um, what do you think of this? I've got one more thing to throw out, but what do you think of this stuff? I, I, again, I, I, Scott Tailford, not to be cynical. <laughs> Don't do but it. Just, Bring just it because the people might have, you know, good games in the past doesn't mean that the entire venture is promising. You know, I no. can see what Ubisoft's saying when they're talking about this. They, they Don't get mentioned... me wrong, I have zero faith any of this will actually come together. I, right. I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just pointing to stars and going, there's light over there, lads. Just <laughs> I like that. There. I love the optimism. It's literally <laughs> why I think you're such a good person, Scott Tailford. But at Thank the same you. time, when it comes to what Ubisoft's saying here, I like what they're talking about, you know, when it comes to cohesiveness. You know, they made that, like, a f- the center of this blog post where they're talking about the people want cohesiveness, they want cohesive Assassin's Creed games, they want this franchise to, to grow and change and offer, you know, interesting new ideas. And their solution to that is to merge the big two studios that are working on this title. The issue is, merging two big studios like this, <laughs> which have hundreds, if not thousands, of employees each, all with their own unique ideas, mm. um, um, that is not going to be a smooth process. You know, we've seen when mm. th- th- and companies have tried to do this in the past. For instance, you know, last year, 
and a few years ago when um, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War was originally in production. That was going to be a co-production between Sledgehammer Games and I think it was Raven Software. You know, two very different teams forced to come together to work in a big franchise. That failed so hard, Activision had to bring in Treyarch to finish that project. Like, that just didn't work. Not saying this is the exact same thing, but I'm pretty sure even Schreier mentions in his report that, you know, in the past there has been a level of animosity and rivalry between the two studios, so it's not like they've been working in tandem, you know. Mm. There's going to be something, a bit of a, a bit of a like a lump to get over, a bit of a what? You, what am I looking for? The what? The hump, a bit of a <laughs> hump to get over. So that's like one level, and then you know, there's also to take into account that you know, a, a bit of a different thing. But in Schreier's report again, he said he was talking to people um, from sources within Ubisoft, mm-hmm. and they were still talking about how they were disgruntled from all of the accusations that came out last year. You know, sexual misconduct, you know, abuse at the manager level, mm-hmm. and while um, you know, some of those people have been evicted from the company. Apparently, there's still a lot of, you know, worry that a lot of the managers who were accused of these things, um, these allegations, are still there. You know, they're still mm-hmm. there in high positions, which isn't going to work well for the team. I think Shrey said there's been, like, a lot of turnover, a lot of people leaving. And it's just, you know, to... to, to Merge these two studios with all of this happening, all of this, you know, in many ways unresolved from the point of view of the employees. I know mm-hmm. Ubisoft did respond to, you know, the fact that the people who had these accusations leveled against them, you know, apparently they got in a third party, they were satisfied with the results. They or say that dis- disciplinary action has been yes. taken, but it's, it's yeah. that would be a hard thing to in the in the reality of working at that studio to be like, oh, it's all fine then. Like, exactly. That's, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, I think it's two very different realities. It's on the one hand, Ubisoft going, well, things are okay. Okay, you know, we fixed it. We're going to merge these two great studios. Mm. Um, and on paper, that might sound fine, but the reality of it sounds far more difficult, far muddier than, you know, this kind of like pie in the sky reality of it. I don't know. Mm. I feel like I'm being very down on it, but at the same no, time, no. like, I, no, it, I, I've just, this is, stuff like this has failed in the past is the only yeah. thing. So I'd love to be proven wrong. I'd love for Assassin's Creed Infinity to come out in a be the Assassin's Creed that I've been waiting for, you know, this kind well, of live service thing that you can plug a bunch of different stories and interesting content in but until that happens mm. I'm going to need some winning over I, think, I mean the, the base reality is that it's Ubisoft you know like they've yeah. sort of like they have I mean they have that whole thing with uh, all the allegations like you said they're, they're sort of still dealing with the fallout from that whole report about all the allegations all the people who were doing horrific stuff that have now left the company um, but one of the creative well, he's not he wasn't creative one of the dudes that was involved in that stuff that could green light a lot of the project ideas he was single handedly responsible for why so many of their games recently feel so similar because he was only green lighting the same ideas over and over and over again and you would hope that with that guy out the door and I'm not mentioning his name because he didn't deserve to be mentioned but mm. I, like that guy if he's now long gone you would assume that that does free up something on the creative side and assumedly the people who are left behind um, can funnel all that energy into something good like let's uh, let's actually focus on what matters let's make some great games let's make the Assassin's Creed games as good as they used to be and things like that um, I don't think it'll be uh, the Assassin's Creed of old I think that it'll be well it's actually not I think it'll be more like the ones that we've got recently something big and sprawling that you can monetize with loot or monetize with different missions that you can plug in and things yeah. like that. Um, <clears throat> but I'm curious. The, mention, the thing that they mention about you know focusing on the creatives and trying to make it so that they can uh, make Assassin's Creed games big and small um, makes me think of the side-scrolling ones that I know only I played. Um, yeah. Like the, um, the side-scrolling platform ones that were a bit like Mark of the Ninja. I kind of like the idea of them going to you know various people inside these um, twin studios, Quebec and Montreal, and just saying, okay, what do you guys, maybe they do pitch meetings every few months or what Assassin's Creed game can can we do? Maybe they can 
start as like a smaller story and build it up into something else. Maybe you pitch to Clint Hawking or you pitch to uh, dudes whose name I forgot, Jonathan Dumont, and get that story off the ground. Maybe that's a way, just a silver lining, a way to get other stories told in a way that they wouldn't have been done under the old structure, which is now out the door, regardless of what they do going forward. Um, the last thing I was going to touch on is that I feel like Ubisoft have already kind of semi-secretly been doing Assassin's Creed as a live service for the last few years anyway. Yeah. Um, like, I remember when I noticed in Assassin's Creed Origins that they have a vendor that you can visit that does weekly uh, different mission drops. There's different loot items. It just cycles out. It's like a live service live service element anyway. Yeah. Um, obviously, Assassin's Creed Odyssey got a ton of DLC afterwards, all the Atlantis stuff, um, things that stretched out the tail of that game. And uh, like I mentioned at the start, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, that game's you know, the next Assassin's Creed is going to be DLC for Valhalla, and they've already done the island expansion as well, which is by itself another separate Assassin's Creed story. So I kind of feel like they're already doing this. This is just a way of codifying it, and obviously calling it Assassin's Creed Infinity makes it this big, oh my god thing. Totally. Um, but I feel like there's a lot of stuff to point to where they've kind of been monetizing Assassin's Creed in 10 different ways, left, right, and center for the last few years anyway. Yeah, 100%, man. It's already like they've been kind of pushing for this for a while. And like you said, this almost formalizes it. You know, you look at Valhalla, like that is a beast of a game. Hundreds mm. of hours of content, all of these expansions, all of these expansions to come, the monetization aspects within it, you know, the armor that you can buy with real world money, the um, XP um, boosts that you can get. Like, yeah. There's a lot of stuff you can buy in that game. There's a lot of capital C content within it. And, you know... <laughs> For a lot of people, that's really cool. Valhalla was like the best-selling game of at least the modern Assassin's Creed mm. games, if not the entire series. There is obviously an interest for that. However, you know, if, if for me, if Assassin's Creed is just going to be this wealth of content going forward, this sea of never-ending content, that could be cool because then you can mm. jump in for the individual things that you like, but it, it's, it's all in the delivery of it. Does that mean that, you know, we're going to get this platform where every few years we get a, another 200-hour experience set in a different place? Are we going to get more smaller bite-sized things? Are we going to mm -hmm. get a mixture of both? There's a lot of possibility to it. I will give it that. However, if it's going to be more of just what they're doing now... Um, like I, I, I personally wouldn't wouldn't love that. I personally wouldn't love that because no. you know I, I I struggled to get through the games. You know we talked about it in the podcast the other day. They're way too long. Yeah, I struggled to get through the games as they are now. But if like what you were saying, if you could get these smaller, perhaps more interesting experiences alongside the big meaty chunks of story, that could be cool to be yeah. able to, like I said, jump into the bits you want to jump into and not feel overwhelmed by the other one hundred hours of content bolted onto it. That could be cool. Well, I wonder if they're going to bring, ostensibly, ostensibly bring back the Creed itself. Like, I mean, the, the actual right. Assassin's Creed hasn't been in an Assassin's Creed game for, like, years. Like, you know, we've done all these stories before the Creed was fully established, all this stuff about the origins of the Blade. Like, we've got so far away from the idea of just a team of people or a Creed of people going after targets to try and maintain the balance and all that kind of stuff. It's got way more, um, like, ast astrological. And you've got the likes of, you know, Desmond's new role as the reader and all this, like, time-hopping stuff and timelines and searching for the right timeline and all that kind of stuff and I kind of wonder whether that means that you end up with a Destiny style hub world with a whole bunch of assass assassins running around and um, picking timelines to jump into that kind of feels like the way that you would go um, but in regards to the live stuff I hope that they do something that is a live event like have it so you know because Fortnite's definitely popularized that stuff even though it was in other games too um, but have it so that you know everyone remembers the Minerva moment from the end of Assassin's Creed 2 yeah. where it like broke the fourth wall and stuff you could totally have one of the Isu or someone like that just appear to the whole 
whole world of everyone who's online at that time to deliver a message or announce that a target needs to be taken out or something like that. The yeah. kind of stuff that we thought the Avengers game was going to do um, with like, you know, a villain is loose in New York City, go do that right now. Um, there's potential. I just, I hope there's potential. I see Clint Hawking's name and I, right. I want to believe that he can do something with it. So Listen, very, very quick closing thoughts, Josh. Bro. Yeah, I'm just going to say like the stuff you mentioned about the Avengers there, that's why I got so invested in the Avengers before launch mm. because there was so much they could do with that live service framing that they didn't so with that in mind I hope Ubisoft take those same ideas of making like substantial content drops that people could get involved in to keep Assassin's Creed in the conversation to keep it interesting to keep it alive and breathing mm-hmm. and stuff <laughs> if that happens then this could be cool if that happens yes. then they could pull it off my only worry is one this is Ubisoft and two how many live service games have said they're going to do that and haven't done it in the past you know for me there's been too many failures for, for me to see one of the fran- one of the franchises that I genuinely love, you know, I, I feel like I've been very negative in this, but it's because partly I love Assassin's Creed no, and grew up with it, and mm. I just don't want to see it stray even further from what I at least think made it so defining and so original back in 2007 to 2012 or 13 or whenever it started to go off the rails. Yeah, yeah, which is 100% valid. Like, Assassin's Creed is a brand name only at this point. It has nothing to do with what they set out to do over 10 years ago. But also, it's been over 10 years, so I'm curious what they do to uh, revitalize the IP, make it feel like it's worth playing at this point, and, like, how much of the DNA of the old do you bring forward and things like that. Um, But let us know what you think down in the comments below. Do the names, do the terms Assassin's Creed live service make you run for the hills or is there some way to find some positive in all the madness that's currently going on for now though i've been scott from whatculture.com i've been josh from whatculture.com and we'll catch you next time bye hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter that's why i teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create pretty litter its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80 percent less than clay litter Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.